If you're looking to get one-on-one -on -one help with preparing for your next job search, get clarity on your career goals, or targeted help for salary negotiations, I would love to work with you. Just click the discovery call link in the episode description so we can get started and work together. I'm Merritt Fields and you're listening to the Career Gems Podcast. Today I had so much fun talking to this special guest. She's a dentist with her own practice in Pearl, Mississippi and is on the new hit series, Bell Collective. Hello and welcome to the Career Gems Podcast. My name is Merritt Fields and I equip black and brown women with clear results-based actionable tools to empower their career decisions and teach them how to successfully advocate for themselves. If you're new to my podcast or need a reminder, let me give you a little background of myself. Throughout my career and life, advocacy has been the through line since I can remember. I've spent 15 years in HR and recruiting, and I've been on both sides of the coin, both preparing candidates with a really high success rate and being a recruiter, or aka the gatekeeper. I want to help you get unstuck and create action for your career. And on a real note, I created my business because as a black woman, I am just tired of seeing other black and brown women getting the short end of the stick and I wanted to do something about it. So each week I will have a mix of content. Sometimes there will be special guests dropping knowledge about all things career and sharing their stories. But one thing you can absolutely count on is that each week I will share a question I received and provide tailored recommendations for the best next step. So if you haven't already done so, make sure you subscribe and tune in weekly. And if you want the opportunity to be featured on an episode, ask me your questions. Check out the link in the description for how you can do so. In today's episode, I speak with the Dr. Antoinette Lyles, a talented doctor of dental medicine who recently opened up her own dental practice in Pearl, Mississippi. Dr. Lyles takes great pride in her journey of becoming a dentist and owning her own practice. She's a first-generation college student, a proud HBCU graduate, and the first doctor in her family. She believes that social change and equity can be fostered through visible representation and using entrepreneurship to break away from the tradition. Beyond her own professional goals, Dr. Lyles values the importance of mentoring and supporting other HBCU students who are also pursuing a career in dentistry. So... Dr. Antoinette hey. Lyles, we are so excited that you are here. I'm going to give you like a little overview of what we're going to do. One mm -hmm. of the things that I love to do to get my guests comfortable and to also just like get you comfortable and excited is I do this thing called a lightning round. And so mm -hmm. basically what it means is I ask a question and then okay. you give me whatever your answer is. And it oh, comes gosh. Out, right? Like, it's a lightning. Like, you is don't my publicist watching? I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> you're not going to get in trouble. They're like your opinions. It's not like, you know what I mean? It's fine. Oh, my opinions uncensored are, like, problematic. Oh. 
<laughs> or is it, right? Or is it problematic? Mm. Or are they? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to get us started. I'm going to get us kicked off, and then we're going to dive right in. Are you ready? I am so ready. Okay. Your favorite flower? Roses, but the pink ones. Okay. Your favorite movie? Oh, my goodness. Their eyes are watching God or Eve's Bayou. There's something sort of organic and, like, truth to those stories. Yeah. Instagram or Facebook? Oh, Instagram all day. <laughs> we love Facebook for the old people. I know. <laughs> Sweet or savory? Oh, savory all day. Give me a Bloody Mary over a mimosa. Hands Every down. day. Oh, God. Every day. Bloody Mary. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lipstick or lip gloss? Ooh, certainly lipstick for work, lip gloss, and a cute liner on the go. Invisalign or metal braces? Invisalign for adults, metal braces for children. <laughs> a scary film or a happy ending? Happy ending because scary movies, I live as a single woman and <laughs> things start to get real creepy at like 830. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> a book that you would read over and over and over again. Whew. So a bit of a nerd. That means that like I went to like all the really nerdy schools as well. Give me a book that's all fantasy, all magic. I'm talking dragons and like I want Daenerys Targaryen. Yes, I want, you know, I want Harry Potter. Mm. You know, I want like this make believe world because real life sucks. <laughs> real life Especially sucks. adulthood. <laughs> Please no. How did I get into this? <laughs> Your least favorite food. Least favorite food. Oh, I'm not a sweets eater. I am not a dessert girl. So anytime you try to give me like a cheesecake, a chocolate, no ma'am, I don't want it. Same, actually. I do not like chocolate. At I all. like chocolate once a month. <laughs> I don't, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't even like it then. I'm a skinny girl. I love Reese it. cut me down, baby. I'm just like, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Last question. Your favorite episode so far? My favorite episode of Bell Collective so far has been... It's not the one where I told someone to shut up. I would pay them to shut up. I don't know if I even watched that one. Um, <laughs> it's certainly the one before that. Got it. Okay. Stage and Champagne. That's the one. Yes. It's the episode where at that my house my and they almost one. burned it down. They almost burned this whole thing down. Shut it down. That was my favorite. I was crying laughing while we were filming it. I was crying laughing and seeing it. And I was, it was like, we got to let the spirits out. It's like, they don't open the window. <laughs> <laughs> open the door. <laughs> that was my favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for the lightning round. See, it wasn't that bad, I told it you. It wasn't that bad. No. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, we have Dr. Antoinette Lyles here from Jackson, Mississippi of the Collective. Of thank you. Oof. Jeez, and let's run it down. Let's run it all down because, like, sis, let's talk about these letters behind your name, okay? Let's do it. <laughs> you are a graduate of HBCU, and you're mm -hmm. the first doctor of your family. You have mm -hmm. your BS in chemistry from Jackson mm -hmm. State University. You went to the doctor of dental medicine. You're a yoga instructor on the side. You travel. You got your dog. So you're a paw mom. I mean, girl, you got, got all the things. Everything. And everything. most importantly, 
Not only are you a part of Bell Collective, but you have opened your own dental practice called Mint Dental right there in Jackson, Mississippi. Yes. So first of all, congratulations. Thank you so much. She tired. She need a nap. <laughs> With all of that, honey, yes, I, I bet. <laughs> so I want to dive in and talk about careers first. Then I want to talk about Bell Collective because you know I got some questions and stuff about that, baby. Baby, and I got answers. I'm ready for the tea, okay? Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> so when it comes to your career, I want to know one of the things that I think that has come out and has just been really teased out every single time consistently, I would say are two things. One, or maybe three. One is women empowerment. Absolutely. Check, right? Two mm -hmm. is about black empowerment. And then mm -hmm. three is around like your visual representation of blackness. Like it is important for you to make sure other black people see other black people in these successful opportunities and in these successful positions. So I'm curious about, tell me about like your journey of how we even got to this place. Cause you're originally from Michigan. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. Absolutely. So Michigan, Mississippi, how do we get here? Oh my goodness. So from Michigan, I didn't grow up in like the best areas. I didn't grow up with like resources just because as black people, and I don't want to make like a general across the board statement, but there is a lack of resources than just representation. Additionally, I didn't have a female doctor. I didn't have a black doctor and I for sure did not have a black female doctor in any regard. Mm -hmm. I really ever went to the doctor, really ever went to the dentist because, you know, it's all problem focused. Oh, my goodness. I can't sleep at night. And it's been two weeks. And now I should probably see someone about that. Right. And so for me, I applied to a bunch of schools based on like that were scholarship based, grant based. But most importantly, I only applied to schools that had incredible marching bands because this little one over here, he's to be the majorette captain in her yes. high school. And so I used to like leave the parades, baby. Watch me do stands. All right. Mm -hmm. I do it first and you do it second. However many times I do it. That was my jam. Friday Night Lights, amazing and so jackson state university has one of the best marching bands if not the best marching band in this like country hello okay i'll fight you i'll fight you about that <laughs> and so that's where i went but also they had really solid chemistry programs like science programs business programs and so they gave me a full ride scholarship and i was like you know what i can do a little bit of sun a little bit of warm weather was not ready for that humidity humidity mm. hate care in mississippi <laughs> and then from there it was just a matter of what happens next? If I do the whole band thing, what do I become like a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader, you know, or am I actually going to pursue this thing that I want to? So dental school for me, also in Mississippi, first house, first practice, first marriage, first divorce, but also just like the people in Mississippi are worth fighting for. And if they need a champion, the baby sign me up any day of the week. And so that kind of rolls over into like where I am right near the schools, both Jackson State and also my alma mater, which is University of Mississippi Medical Center, School of Dentistry, a mouthful. But yeah, just to be a resource for them for sure. And like, that means mentorship, but that also means like just a doctor who actually gives a damn. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. How did you know that you wanted to be a dentist? Like, what was it in your life where you were like, you know what? I like, like, I have a passion for dentistry. Like, I want to see what's going on with your teeth. Like I'm, I'm pretty black and white as it pertains to like most things. There's not much gray area as it pertains to me. So it's just like, oh, so there's none of us in this. 
So no one else is interested in going into dentistry. So you guys are going to do business and you guys are going to do media and you guys are going to do whatever else. All right, cool, fine, whatever. I got it. And so I think that's just one of like the pillars of black women. It's just like, F it, I'll do it. You know, like, I got it. Fine. If no one else is going to address this, I'll fix it for us. And so I wish there was like more of a powerful story where it's like, I had a really bad experience as a kid. And truly I did. But also it's just like, we need to be here in these spaces as well. And if, you know, I have to put it on my back and carry that responsibility, if I have the ability, I have the responsibility. And so here I am. But also, girl, I will not be the last one. Hello. And that's not if I have anything to do with it. <laughs> but one of the things is you put your money where your mouth is. So oh, there's a, a hello. Okay. So there's <laughs> an emissions test. It's a DAT. The, yes. The aptitude test. Is that right? It's dental emissions test. Yes. Got it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm assuming it's similar to a GRE and MCAT. And you have made the commitment for all three HBCUs, all three schools in so, Mississippi? Absolutely. 100%. I've made the commitment for all three HBCUs. But what I'm finding out as I've launched it is just that I have better contacts at my alma mater than I do at like Alcorn or like Mississippi's Valley State University. You know, like there's more of a connection, but also I'm two minutes away. So I can just drive up there and be like, hey, you didn't respond to my email. So like I'm mm -hmm. here now. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yes, as the program grows for sure. And I had a really exciting call this week where I am now connected with a national program. And that's really cool. And I'm conducting my first mock interviews for someone who's applying for medical school on Thursday. That's so exciting. It's crazy, right? It is. That's what happens. You put it out in the universe and the universe <laughs> responds. That's yeah. how it happens. So I'm curious to know just in your own experience, especially like yeah. being a dentist and then also like being an entrepreneur, which I want to talk about as well. What are some of those tips where you felt like when you're not in those spaces, this is how you still have your voice? So I think you need to know your history, like your black history and your black girl history. And so ordinarily we will be ignored. And so it doesn't matter for me, again, it's, it's black and white. There's no gray areas. So for me, I understand fully that when I walk into a room, I don't just represent myself. I represent perhaps the only black person that they're going to see the black doctor that they're going to see at that conference that year, or, you know, the only black woman. And oh my goodness, like, how does she get in the room sort of thing? And so like, I'm clearly aware of that. And so if I do not want to be ignored, like they would prefer to acknowledge me or be dismissive, I'm going to walk up and I'm going to introduce myself to everybody in that room. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? My name is Dr. Lousy. No, 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 not a student. Actually, I'm my own practice. And so you just have to have the gauze to like say, like, I'm not going to be in this room and just be like, you know, potpourri. <laughs> you know, like paint drying. I am actually going to make a difference. But more importantly, no matter how uncomfortable I am, that initial time, like you are when you're finding your footing in anything, I'm committed to learning how to command the room and the energy that I possess and the presence that I possess. But also when those next girls come in, they won't be the only one in the room because at least they can sit next to me and I can say, let me give you the game, girl. <laughs> let me get a game. You need to know him. You need to know her. And so, I mean, it's about representation. Representation matters, but also when you have your foot in your door, like it's not just important to be black, you know, but to like be black. <laughs> and <laughs> exactly. there's a difference. There's a difference. There's you know, difference. I don't think that they could in the generations before us, so I won't fault them much because, you know, they had to set the play. You know? But the rest of us, we can show up like, and the ones that come after us, they're not even ready for them because they are vocal and they are political and they are advocates in a way that we didn't even, like me personally, didn't have the courage to do initially. But now I'm just like, oh, well, I got to do it for them. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. It's all about paving the way. It really is. And it's important. And I appreciate that that's like something that you've just really dedicated yourself to as well. Like it matters. Definitely matters. We can't get to where we want to be unless we take the first step. And I think the first steps have been taken. But in following the paths of the people forged before me, it's like, how do I make the path wider for the people behind me? Yep. Yeah. I want to talk about your connection, your passion and entrepreneurship, because I feel like this is something where, especially now with COVID, I think COVID has like aroused something that oh, yeah. is in everyone. And, and mm-hmm. now where, you know, you live in a pandemic and you see, unfortunately, like so many deaths or you see so mm-hmm. many people who are close to death, it completely changes your perspective of what your life is supposed to be like and your purpose. So I'm curious to know a little bit about if you can give some advice on how people are able to couple both their passion and their entrepreneurships, because I don't know about you. It's like the housing business. There's a lot of entrepreneurs that are popping up right now who are just like, no, I'm going to do my own thing. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, so what advice do you have to people who are interested in being entrepreneurs and Mm -hmm. marrying their passions as well? So what I will say, again, it's a history thing, but it's also you need to be real read. And so, like, you know, it's important to have a dream, but you also need to do the research and the required reading, like homework. And so the way that America was built, like even its tax structure is such that you have to own your own stuff. And I'm talking about owning your own house, owning your own business, because otherwise you will remain an employee. And the employees like America has literally, to say, built its, we built ourselves on the backs of others. And so... Where do you want to be in that narrative? Do you want to just be okay with like having a paycheck and guaranteed income like every two weeks? For me as a single woman without children, like taxes eats me up every year, every year, you know, (laughs) unless of course you own your own thing. And then also a woman of like childbearing age, at some point when I do have children, I want there to be a job that I can return to, you know, without the issue of like losing that job, but also Um, just making sure you secure your future. And so all of those things consider if you don't want to be fired, if you're tired of like renovating your resume, if you are tired of being on the the low end of the totem pole, like there's so much that you can do and the resources are out there. And it's going to be, again, harder for you as a person of color, as a woman, just because again, we are traditionally ignored or like dismissed, but we're here to show you those of us who have done it that like it can be done and then those of us who are interested in mentorship we're just like all right give me a call i want to know how serious you are about that mm-hmm. like let's take these steps okay yeah. yeah and so it's about that even podcasts i think are fantastic because you do not limit yourself to like perhaps begging for radio time you know like even with when people are dropping music you know like unsigned artists I think that is fantastic with social media it's like I will create my own narrative and I'll get my own pictures and my own shots because guess what I don't need a magazine to do this and so it's that culture and that's what I love about millennials just like breaking down the system it's like hey the system sucks yeah (laughs) we're gonna make our own instead we're gonna just do it ourselves by ourselves it doesn't matter there's an app for that yeah and I created it so it's fine my last question before we transition to this show there was uh, a scene in actually in the same episode that we were talking about Mm Sage and Champagne where Mm -hmm. you were sharing just that you were having this issue it sounded like almost like imposter syndrome right like a little Mm -hmm. bit where you just had so much fear about like if it doesn't go like what Mm -hmm. happens like 
what do I do? Like, it was such a vulnerable moment that I always appreciate when Black women especially are able to showcase vulnerability because Mm -hmm. we're always couched and boxed in to say, well, she can do it all. It's fine. She doesn't feel like it. And I'm sure, you know, in the medical Mm -hmm. field as well, like, I think those are things that are definitely linked to why black women have the highest mortality rates when it comes to pregnancy and so on and so forth. So I always appreciate those vulnerable moments. So my Mm -hmm. question to you is around just like fighting imposter syndrome. How did you get through it? or go through it and get over it, right? Because I I think that's a fluid thing that we always kind of deal with. And what advice would you give around like getting through imposter syndrome? Okay. So what I will say is that I am not over it. I am still actively Mm -hmm. going through it. And so there's this situation, it's almost like ingrained in you. Like I heard a quote, I will not tell you who this quote is from, but it says that if you say a thing, regularly often enough then it becomes the truth and then an extension of that is even if it's not true it's the perception of the truth and so if you have this defeated mentality where you can't do it or it's too hard it's too difficult for you then like that becomes like your narrative that becomes your being what I have been actively doing like since the pandemic hit because I was unemployed and newly divorced and also like stuck in my house in a way that does not serve me because I like to travel the world and see places. And so here I am and I can do literally nothing. So what does that look like now? It's those baby steps. Again, it's those, this is a thing that I ordinarily think that I am not able to accomplish, but I'm going to try it. And then you try it and it's good. And you start to see the results of it. And I I mean, we can be talking about workouts or we can be talking about applying your eyelashes for the first time. But for me, it was creating a dental practice. And it's like, well, let me see what will happen if, you know, I return these emails. And then if I pursue this based on that last email and before you knew it, I had, I had a practice. I had a loan for a practice. I had an interior designer for a practice. I had started my construction. I had a TV show that was covering the construction of my practice in my life. And I was just like, what is happening here? You know? And so even now with it being my first practice and me not even truly, I'm not going to say, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to say that everything is so new and so fresh, you know, there's questions and that negative self-talk that happens and you're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And so my favorite way to describe myself in 2021 is that I am confidently lost (laughs) because I am well-researched and well-read, but I am doing it all for the first time. And so I think that's what beats the imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. the proving it to yourself that look at what I did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then I still can do it. Like, it's fine. And, I, and, I, and I'm doing more. And I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to find my footing and I'm closing my eyes behind the back of like a raging motorcycle. But every time I peek, I'm still upright and I'm still going. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that analogy. So this concludes today's episode. I hope you are inspired as much as I am about how serious she is taking visual representation and making sure that all the black and brown girls out there see that other black and brown girls out there are doing amazing things as well. Remember, you are magical. And girl, your ancestors live inside you. There's literally nothing you can't do. Thank you for listening and joining me today on Career Gems. Before we go, make sure you show some love for your favorite podcast by subscribing and leaving me a review. 
And also, if you want the opportunity to be featured in an episode, ask me your questions. Check out the link in the description to submit your question. I hope you have an amazing day.